Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry off the screen, dribbles, now gets a one-on-one, cut off, step back, takes the jumper, three ball, Curry above the break on the left side, he buried it, he's got a 16-point quarter, the Warriors have an eight-point lead. Warriors come up winners tonight with a final score of 111-107. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Warriors wrap-up alongside Shamari Block. This is Dan Devone, so four games in, Shamari, to this five-game Eastern road swing, ravaged with COVID, without Jordan Poole tonight, and hopefully they can get through this without any more casualties. Another tough, ugly at times win where they squander a 20-point lead, but it's a win nevertheless as they go to 24-5 and on the season. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. I'm kind of confused. At, <laughs> watching that game, it's like, oh, what, what, what's happening? But, but a win's a win, right? A win is a win, and they won. And I said this I said this yesterday, and I think that this is both it's both a good sign. It's also like, well, come on, fellas, but the Warriors are back to play ten solid minutes a game <laughs> and you're gonna get a win. And and I, that's what happened today, right? They they played uh, well early, then there was the middle part, then like with two minutes they played two good minutes in the fourth quarter, and they get a win, and that just shows how good this team is. You would want to see them play less sloppy. You would want to see them going harder. You would want to see, you know, Warriors basketball for 48 minutes, but we got 10-12, and, and that was good enough, and that's how dominant this team is. Well, not dominant at t- – well, you can call them dominant, but they certainly have been tested, and it's it has not been easy. But a win is a win, and a lot of these wins are games that, quite frankly, last year, maybe the year before, they lose. You're in it, and you know you have an opportunity to win, but knowing how to finish, knowing how to get to close the door – and knowing how to get to that spot where you're on top at the end of the game is easier said than done. It comes through veteran guile, and it comes through, again, defense. Defense has been the core. It's been the identification of this team up to this point. And who would have thought that this would be a team predicated on defense and it would be offense as the question as to how they would score enough points to defeat the other team? But they score enough points by... Turn it on. Like, you look at this, you look, they got out to a huge lead. They, they, they carried it through basically the entire first half. They gave it up a little bit in the third quarter. You, 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 you spend the fourth quarter neck and neck with the Boston Celtics, who weren't exactly at full strength. Neither were you. You didn't have Jordan Poole, obviously. Um, and then, you know, in a, in, with four minutes left in a span of like a minute and a half, boom, you're up 10, right? And, and that, that's what I'm saying. Though. It, it's not dominant in a sense that it was a wire-to-wire victory, but... I'll be honest, for a close game, for a game that for a a big percentage of the game, the Celtics were within two. They were within three. They were in five. Like The outcome was never in question for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. And and then, boom, you see, at the end of the game, four minutes left, they're up two. Next thing you know, you blink. You blink, and now they're up ten, and it's just a couple of minutes left, and now it's just, okay, let's burn out the clock. Steph Curry finishes with 30. Andrew Wiggins. Big tonight, and you knew he had to, right? And I'm sure whether Steve Kerr need to blow, blow in his ear and say, listen, without Jordan Poole, 
who is our number two scoring threat. We're going to need some more from you. Or Andrew Wiggins just at this point knows to take that responsibility on himself. He finishes with 27 points. Also cannot leave out of the mix the old man, Andre Iguodala, still getting it done. The guy's 53 years of age. 12 points tonight for Andre Iguodala, but... He was, he was big. He had the six assists, the four rebounds, the key, key steal towards the end of that contest. And Andre Iguodala, who, you know, he missed about a month with that knee injury. He was slow to return. And, you know, Coach Kerr wanted to make sure that he's at 100%, much like that of Clay Thompson. Listen, when your team is playing at 24-5, and five, there's no reason to rush anybody back. And we get more into Clay if you want. And then he comes back, and he was a little bit rusty, quite frankly, on this road trip. Tonight. It looked like Andre Iguodala. He looked like the quarterback. He looked like that guy on the floor, much like that of Draymond Green, who is sort of that player-coach mentality. And then again, those hands. Those hands, they should be in the Smithsonian. They should be you know, put on eBay for, for millions. He's, he's J.B. Pruitt, the, the world's greatest hand model. Mm-hmm. Shout-out Zoolander. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah, he's J- yeah, no, no, they should be. Uh, keep, keep it in glass. No, Iguodala... You missed him over this past, what, what was he going for, like a month? Like over the month, you saw the difference in play with him there. You see him back tonight. You've seen him back uh, the last game or two. And, and the team looks different. And guess what? Guess what? At the end of the game, at the end of the game, who was in there? You had Igadawa in there. You had you had GP2. And you had your boy Draymond Green in there, the, the defense. You also had Looney and Wiggins in there. And... Remember that concept of, oh, well, the, the, you close out with your you, the, the Hamptons Five, right? Hamptons Five, they close out every game. Or the death lineup with Harrison Barnes, they close out every game. What you have now on this roster is, is depending on what the situation needs. Do you need some defense down the stretch to keep a team down? Do you need some firepower down the stretch to just put some points up? They have different ways of ending games depending on where the game's going, man. And that, that is a luxury that I don't really think they've ever had. But also, I don't think many teams in the NBA have a lineup you could throw out there where you can have four or five legit defenders, four or five legit shooters out there on the court at one time. And the Warriors have it. And, and, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, to me... To me, I, I, I would understand if you told me a four-point victory is not a dominant victory. But to me, they dominated this game. This game was not as close as the score indicates this was. The the, the Boston Celtics, they, they weren't really in it. Even though they were close, they weren't really, Every time they get close, the Warriors go back up by 10, 12, 15. Then they, you know, eh, they give it up because, you know, they, they, they take their foot off the accelerator. But the, the ability for a team, because a lot of times you take your foot off the accelerator, right? And then... It's like, oh wait, here comes everybody, and you can't you can't put your foot back down. The Warriors, they they do that. They take the foot off, they put it back down, and they put it off again. And that also is that <laughs> I mean, watching this team play, even in a game like that, which it was sloppy. The only way I can describe this game by the dub, sloppy. It was slop. It was a whole lot of just uh, slop all over where, man, like pigs and mud and, and all the sloppy, sloppy things you could think of, but they got to win. And, and like I said, I mean, did, 20 was, seconds to go. Let's revisit wait, but this. Was there a point, Dan, where you ever felt like the Celtics had a shot? Yeah. I, I think that when they trimmed that to within two at the Garden, energized, I felt that they had certainly had a shot. But good teams know how to finish, and that's the Golden State Warriors. But I'm not going to lie and felt as though that they had that in the bag. It's just, listen, it's Boston. You know, you're at home where they play so much better. You still have Tatum. You got Brown. You got Marcus Smart. You got some boys who know how to close. It's just that the Warriors now, again, unlike that of previous seasons, and I'm talking about the last two, where typically they would lose a game like this. I think they would have lost that Indianapolis game if this was last year. But now, whether it's that veteran guile leadership, they know how to win and they know how to take care of business and drive this across the finish line and win that thing. want to go back to 20 seconds left in the game. And the game is hanging in the balance, right? The Warriors are up five. Steve Kerr sits Curry. And again, the game's on the line here. He goes to his defensive lineup. Little Gary, or I'm sorry, it was Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. And just as you might expect, 
with Boston, and they had Tatum, they had Brown, they had Marcus Smart, they had all their scores out there, and they needed a bucket. They couldn't even get a shot off. And that, to me, if there's one play that sort of typifies what Steve Kerr can do as far as ratcheting up the defense, it was that one possession. Well, and exactly, exactly. But also the the idea that that they can go that route, they have the bodies. But but also when you throw out the defensive lineup, you're not you're not suffering. You're not obviously not as good if you had Curry or somebody like that on the floor. But you're not worried if they have to put up a bucket, they can put it up. But also five lockdown defenders on the court. Good good luck getting your game winning shot up against those dudes. And that's exactly what happened. And you knew that these guys came in for defensive reasons. And then sure enough, it was, you know, I believe it was smart that put the ball down and wanted to go right at little Gary, which in and of itself, he had no step on him, had no room. And then coming from behind, there were the hands of Andre Iguodala with the strip, boom, ball game over. And that's, you know, that's the Warriors this year. It's about it starts with defense, and then it's about Steph Curry. Tonight reminded me a lot like last year in that it was Steph Curry and a bunch of other guys, and maybe that has a lot to do with the absence of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has been so good with this team, and especially scoring the basketball, that with his absence maybe we recognize or maybe took it for granted just how important he has been as far as his double digits that were absent tonight, Shamari. Jordan Poole is a guy, man. Jordan Poole, he's established himself. I don't know that he's quite a star yet, right? I, I, I could see him. He's on that trajectory. But tonight, he's on that trajectory. tonight's game. Well, yeah, well, but you, you, you saw that missing, obviously, tonight because they, they outside of Curry early, because Curry in the second half, that was, that was rough. Wiggins early, his second half wasn't as bad as Curry's, right? But he, he didn't, he kind of tailored off in the second half. You got 12 points from Iguodala at, out, out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, and no one else is in double figures. You have three guys in double figures. He's that fourth dude, really the second or third dude in double figures that takes the stress, takes stress off of Steph Curry. It takes stress off of Draymond Green offensively, you know? How many times did I, how many times did I, especially in that fourth quarter, where you saw Draymond Iguodala. has stress offensively? Well, listen, that's what I'm saying, though. How many times tonight, Draymond Green, Iguodala in particular, wide open, they have a shot, and they pass it, or they, they, they dribble down into the – and just take the, t- take the shot. But they, 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 what they were looking for was Jordan Poole, Steph Curry. And when you take them off, the, off of the, the court, then the gravity. Everybody always talks about the gravity, the gravitational pull. Like, it, it looks different, man. And I, and I feel that part of the reason they struggle tonight is because Jordan Poole provides a threat that other teams have to respect that opens things up for other players. A reminder, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM at HD1 San Francisco in Odyssey Station, brought to you by Duck, Duck, Go, Privacy Simplified. As the Warriors come up winners tonight with a final score of 111-107, to 3-1. Now on this road trip, they got Toronto, another back-to-back as they got to take on the Raptors. Andrew Wiggins loves going home, man. I don't know if, you, <laughs> if you're one of those that can lay money on just, you know, whether it's a prop bet, however you want to describe it, but Andrew Wiggins getting 25 or more or 30 or more, I, I've put up some serious, some serious scahoots with Andrew Wiggins going off tomorrow night, as he always does in Toronto. But my question is, you can, you can chime in if you want to talk about the over and under on Andrew Wiggins tomorrow night. We'll set that line for you. But do you rest some of these players at the end of this long road trip back-to-back? Is Kerr going to sit Steph Curry? Well, you're not supposed to, right? Ever since the days of load management and they said they got rid of that sort of thing, you're not supposed to. So they're going to need a legit injury. Draymond Green was on the court for like oh, is that, two and a half mean, minutes. That's now regulated and that's an edict in the NBA. Yeah, you have to have a legit reason for someone to, to, to be out of a game. So you can't just rest players anymore. But that said, all you have to do is, oh, he has a sprained ankle and a guy sitting. I, if I were a better man, you talk about lines over and under. I'm betting you don't know Curry. No green, and I, I would be surprised if maybe you don't see Wiggins tomorrow. Because, again, he's, he's one of your guys. He's Andrew one of your Wiggins guys. is not playing tomorrow? He's one of your main guys, right? Wait, if you, wait, if you're wait, resting, wait. Uh, No, no, no. Maybe you sit Steph. Maybe you give Draymond. You're not resting Andrew Wiggins. They played 
two. They played a back to back. Then they had two days off, and now it's the second back to back. Yeah, so I don't, rest I, don't, I don't. I don't care how young and spry you are, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, he, he plays heavy minutes. He's a, he plays. You know, he plays thirty minutes a night, man. He, well, he's, he can he's take a there. day off when they come back. Sacramento. I don't know how much they're going to need him on on Monday night. Andrew Wiggins goes home once a year. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins goes back to Toronto. I mean, this thing has been circled on the calendar. He's probably doled out, I don't know, 50 to 75 tickets. This is his game, man. This his is second, Christmas. His second cousin Ray Ray is going to be in there. <laughs> Ray Ray Wiggins is going to be in there. That's my cousin. There's no <laughs> way he's sitting there. I mean, you can sit everyone else. Andrew Wiggins is playing in that basketball game. Not to mention that career-wise, I think I mentioned this to you before. Yeah. The biggest numbers he has statistically Minnesota, as far as points. Yeah. Minnesota, Cleveland, Cleveland number two. Toronto, yeah. Toronto number three. So, yeah, yeah he, he he will definitely play, not only because there's going to be the fanfare and the emotion and the personal sentiment, but also he gives you big numbers and probably will give you your best opportunity to win. <laughs> might be one of the few games where you might want to bet that Andrew Wiggins has more points than Steph Curry should he play. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you this, though. if Should they sit? Steph, should they sit Draymond Green? I, I imagine they sit Iggy also because he's a veteran, right? Yeah. And you're rolling in there. No pool, by the way. I, I doubt he's coming back. Would he have to have two negative tests in, in 24 hours? Yeah. I don't even know if he has enough time to do that, right? You have those guys. You, you start Wiggins, let's say Moody, <laughs> uh, Chiosa. I like games like that. Wait, I love seeing what, the guys what, play. What do you? No, so do I. But what do you think the probability is? What about Kaminga? Come on, is man. He, oh, Kaminga. What, what do you think... Uh, what do you think of uh, the probability they beat a, a Raptors team that you know it's they're, they're 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 a team they're not they're not you know dangerous but they're they're, they're you, you have to you have to you can't expect to roll in there with without your best players and beat the Raptors yeah, Van right Fleet, Siakam those guys are still balling yeah, yeah I, what do you I, do? I, well you're going to be an underdog yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to be an underdog I love that though one of the few times that you are an underdog in a basketball game especially when you're a team that comes in at twenty four and five. And you're one of the best in the NBA again. And it's almost as if the rest of the NBA has sort of forgotten what happened the last two years. It's almost as if Steph, once again, is headline news after becoming the all-time three-point shooting leader in the history of the NBA. Draymond's still there. you got Wiggins. They're now the team to beat. They're taking everybody's best shot as if they won the title the last two years. People seem to forget this team hasn't even been to the playoffs, but they look like, at least from the opponent standpoint, that everybody's going full throttle when the Warriors come to town. Yeah, because they're the Warriors, and everything that happened over the past couple of seasons is an aberration. It's an aberration. Everybody knows that. And the funny thing is that the last couple of seasons, like people were really trying to kick the Warriors when they were down, right? There was a lot of people that would that were mad. Oh, Steph with the shimmy. He came and shimmied on us and did all that. Well, that's over now, okay? The shimmy's back. The 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 we're gonna come into your building, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stomp you. That's all back. That's all back. And yeah, of course, they've always got team's best shot because the Warriors, despite the fact that here in the Bay Area, we love the Warriors, we love Steph, and everybody loves Steph. But you got Draymond. Like, the Warriors, for the past decade, have been the villains of the NBA. Yeah. Unless you're That's in the Bay bad. Area. They're the villains. All right, let's get out to a phone line. We'll open up We'll open up the lines. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Warriors win it by four to go three and one on this road trip. One more to go. That's tomorrow night right here on 95.7 The Game when they take on the Toronto Raptors. Let's start things in the city and say hello to Mike. Mike, welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. How are you tonight? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, Great win tonight. I know Boston's record is not hot, but still, that's a tough place to play. And uh, got the news without pool. You new guys need to step up and just really impress once again. Uh, Wiggins, to me, he's an all-star, man. I don't know if he's going to make it just because his name value maybe doesn't uh, resonate with the, the, the voting public. But to me, he's played lights out offensively, defensively. He's doing everything to ask of him. Love the way Iggy, uh, Iggy's not much of an offensive player these days. The defense, especially getting those steals, that's clutch and ready to go. Uh, Curry didn't shoot his best, but he hit the shots there late in that ball game to really put it away when it looked like Boston might rally to, to come back and win. I just love the way, the way his team's clean. Offensively, he's not they're cleaning up. I know it's not pretty right now, but to me, I, defensively, I'm really impressed. I didn't – nobody – none of us thought, especially me, that they would be so great as they are defensively. I thought they would be a lights-out shooting team and they would win all these high-scoring games. 
this defense they're playing, man, is just incredible right now. To be the best defensive uh, team, along with being the number one uh, offensively uh, efficient team, just incredible to see what this team's doing right now. And uh, great road trip so far, fellas. Uh, to finish it up, Toronto, we got great news with Clay. Maybe coming back in January, Wiseman, we'll see. But uh, across the board, fellas, no complaints, man. This team is playing so well right now. And, and across the board, from the starters to the bench, uh, really loving what this team's doing. They really surpass any of our expectations up to this point. And uh, uh, keep going where they're doing. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much, Mike. That's right. Nothing to complain about when you're 24-5 and on the season. And another win tonight, albeit close and squattering the 20-point lead. But again, he's right. The offense still, to me, Shamari's something's askew. And I know Steph filled it up with 30, but and, and Jordan Poole's not there. They're not shooting well uh, from three-point distance, and they go through these ruts during the game. I always say... It gets back to having somebody like that of a Jonathan Kaminga that when you're in that rut, and they don't have this player because Kaminga isn't developed into this guy yet, but I think potentially he can get there. But somebody who can go iso ball, who can just take the ball in his hands, doesn't need to rely on a three, but a guy who will just play through contact, get you to the rim, and then get you these points and carry you for a little bit until you get unlocked and back on track. Steph's that guy, though. Steph's the shooter. Steph's also the drive to the basket. He's also a, a, a distributor. And when Steph is is off, which it, he put up 30 points, right? It's like, okay, that's a good. But in terms of if you judge him, as we were talking about yesterday, by Steph Curry standards, going 5 or 14 from three-point, uh, only having five assists, and, and especially, you know, this season, he's he's become way more active with assists. Wait, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me look at this. Let me just double He's check. He's below yeah, he 40% on yeah. the year from three-point territory. Yeah, and, and I don't know that it's time to be worried about Steph, but it's definitely time to look at Steph Curry and say, okay, wait, wait a second. It, it, we're 30 games in, and he's he looks great. He looks great. Oh, That's the thing. No doubt. But he doesn't look Steph Curry great. And maybe he set the bar too high for himself or, 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 or something, but I, I – there's definitely something going on. The record thing, that's in the rearview mirror. And he came out tonight. He looked great in the first half. The second half, I don't know. Did, did he look tired? No. Some of those no. shots, the shots, they weren't falling. A lot of things were rimming out. And, and that's why I, part of me is like, okay, I, I look at the numbers and I'm like, they're down. But then I look at the shots and he has like, he, he, he has some that were on the money that rimmed out. He, he doesn't have any bad misses. He's not out there shooting well, air balls. Well, he's missing. Well, I don't care if they rim out or not. Shots that he made last year and previous years are not going in this year. Now, whether that's just a stretch and it happens to shooters and you go through stretches like this and he will be Steph and catch fire and have not only one of those games, but a few of those games in terms of going on one of those Steph Curry epic runs, we just haven't seen it up to this point. I will throw this out there. If you get on Twitterverse, they'll tell you that Steph Curry is now beginning the decline, and those things that he did in the past cannot be revisited because he's not that guy. I'm not necessarily <laughs> buying it. I'm just telling you, that's what's out there. See, I don't, I don't. Maybe I know you know. Maybe I don't want to believe that, but I don't believe it just because last season he was still that guy. Last season he was still that guy. This season, at times, he's been that guy, and I, I, I don't. I feel honestly, I feel. Like you said, man, you said the shots that he was making last year aren't falling. I don't, I don't see anything different in the terms of him getting open, him getting open shots, the movement on the court, his ability to dribble around people. Like that's all still there. And and when he misses, it's not like he's missing long or he's missing short. He's missing. If, if this makes any sense, he's missing inside the rim. <laughs> like yeah, the rim out thing means that he's miss. missing in the rim. A shooter makes a shooter will tell you when he's in rhythm, it goes in. And if a miss, something's something's off. Something's off. It doesn't matter how close the miss is. If you're not if you're not making baskets, you're not making baskets. Shooters are bottom line people. It's either going in or it's not. And if it's not going in, then something's awry. And not that he won't fix it, but and listen, the guy threw in thirty tonight. He's having an MVP esque year. I think he's leading, isn't he? He's amongst the vote leaders as far as at least if the season were to end today, he's got to be in the top three or four as far as an MVP. Well, it's just I, I the know. bar is so high when we think about Steph. I, I know. I know uh, the folks of Madison Square Garden. The folks in Brooklyn and the folks in Indiana all think he's the MVP because they chanted so when Steph Curry came to their building. All right, let's get back out to the phone lines and check in with Anthony, who wants to talk about the Golden State Warriors win tonight. 111 to 107. Anthony, welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. How are you, my man? Hey, I'm doing well, my man. How are y'all doing tonight? 
do it well, man. It was it was a hell of a game. <laughs> it was a hell of a game, and you know, one thing I want to say, just I hear your conversations around the Warriors' offense right now, and excuse you if you lose me in the tunnel. Uh, but one thing that I actually like about this type of game is we see really significant minutes coming in from Andre Iguodala, from you know Gary Payton the second, and on games where we're having this type of battle. Yeah, I okay. tell you, we'll wait for him to pop out on the other side of that tunnel and resume <laughs> right. the conversation. Well, I was going to say, is it the quarter cot? Are you going through the tunnel to the from uh, Oakland to Alameda? I'm, I'm curious which tunnel we're talking about here. But no, the, the defense wins championships. That's the old adage that you hear across every sport. And defense has always been the engine that have driven the Warriors when they've been successful. Yeah. Those first those first two teams, the one that went to the finals, the one that lost to the Cavaliers in the finals, they were number one in defense. They but were number one defensive this year's team. I mean, we knew you had Draymond, but you got to be surprised that everyone else bought in. Let's try again with Anthony. Anthony, standing by on San Francisco, went through a tunnel, lost him. Hopefully he's with us once again. Anthony, can you hear me? How are you, my man? Yes, I can, fellas. Thanks for keeping the call alive. Uh, <laughs> honestly, what I just wanted to wrap up and say with y'all, man, is uh, I hear a lot of talk about the offense right now. And honestly, on a game like this, when we're having such a bad shooting night, I think what we got to look to and really be appreciative of is the defensive consistency. Like, we really are starting to see the veteran leadership of Andre Iguodala, really strong 24 minutes, six assists. And to your point, like, the shots that we're taking are not really all contested shots. The offense is producing the type of shots we want to see. Um, and honestly, my question to you fellas looking ahead to this Toronto game is which one of the rookies do you really want to see more minutes from? I would love to see us start to see Kuminga get more involved in the offense and we begin turning him into that type of playmaker. But honestly, I'm, I'm excited with this type of game. Curry is obviously an MVP type of candidate, but I'd love to hear your thoughts around which rookies we want to start getting that minutes as we hit this, you know, slump of the season where it's really about the depth. And our depth has been showing up on the defensive side, but it's now the time to show up on the offensive. Thanks, for the call. Yeah, you're spot on, Anthony. Who do you want to see, Shamar? As well, far as I rookies? mean, I saw Moses Moody go out there today, go one for six, but you know, he 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 looked like he belonged out there, right? Like I, I feel that. You really, know, he looked like a rookie to me. Well, because he, he dead, he is a rookie. Well, I'm just saying, but he, didn't, he didn't look he didn't look out of place. He didn't look horrible. He didn't hit shots, but I, I'd like to see him get a little a little more run tomorrow, man, and, and, and get out there and get his feet wet. Uh, obviously, obviously, Kaminga's the man. Jonathan Kaminga is must-see TV whenever he's on the court. And even when he looks bad, it's like, that is it. that was an impressive mistake that you just made there. Because he plays with such aggression and ferocity and, like, all the things that, that, that the super, all the big superstars, there are guys in the NBA that can make shots. There are guys in the NBA that can handle the ball. You know, but then you have the alphas. And he, to me, Kaminga, he's got that alpha mentality. Give me the ball. I want to make something happen with it. And that is always exciting to see at any level of basketball. Uh, Coach Kerr, we didn't even mention this. Congratulations to the man out of the University of Arizona. Coach Kerr, career win number 400. Damn. Yeah. I tell you what, you inherit that team, not that he's not a good coach. Because coaching, I mean, remember how close it was that he was going to the New York Knicks? I mean, it was a done deal. Phil Jackson had him wrapped up. And then at the last minute, he just said, you know what? The Warriors came calling literally at the 25th hour. You talk about sliding doors, how different his life would have been out there in New York with a bad, and there have been a lot of them, but that was a bad, bad New York Knicks team. I don't even know if he'd still be in the league. Here's a funny thing, though. you got to think about this. First things first, the Knicks wanted to take Steph Curry. The Warriors swooped in yeah. one spot before them. The, the Knicks had Steve Kerr. I remember the, the the post. Steve Kerr has agreed to a sign with the New York Knicks. And then, like you know, like I say, 25th hour, you wake up the next day and he's the Warriors head coach, right? The the Knicks, the, the Warriors have everything that uh, – <laughs> the, the Warriors have everything the Knicks wanted, right? They, they, and and I'll be, I feel that – I'll put it like this, okay? Let's say that – Steve Kerr went to the Knicks, or Steph Curry went to the Knicks. I, I feel like for some reason, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry at the Knicks, that they figure it out because Steve Kerr, it's like a perfect pair of, of coach and player, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry, right? Now, now maybe the Knicks don't have Draymond Green, so you might not have the success, but I feel that th- th- these two dudes together create the Steph Curry that we've come to know and we've come to love, mm. and that's been the MVP of the season. I think anybody can coach league. Steph Curry. <laughs> See that three-point line? Go shoot it, and you got but, a green light. And, and with Mark Jackson here, St- Steph Curry, 
was the man, right? But yeah. but in Steve Kerr's offense, with the system, the ball movement, the cutting, all the other elements that he brought into it, Steph Curry became the MVP. Yeah, I think a lot of that is just Steph growing up and taking over the league and recognizing that he could shoot a three better than anybody and learning his handles, getting stronger, and then creating his own shot. I think he may have I, – I don't know that he's copyrighted this, but the step-back three – or the slide step three, I think it was all Steph. I don't remember that being incorporated or used in the NBA prior to the arrival well, of Steph. The, the funny thing to me is, is that James Harden gets the credit for the step back daddy. It's like that. No, that, that, no, no. But you remember that, right? The, the, no, James, I'm saying yeah, no. I'm like no. <laughs> what well, have you been watching basketball for the past four years? No, they and he had it, the step back daddy, and, and I'm sitting here watching this like that's, you know, okay, all right, sure, yeah, the step back daddy, whatever. Yeah, no, it's um. Look, Steph Curry, in terms of marketing, he's very well marketed already. <laughs> okay, the the shoes, the 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 everything that he does, right? Like the, the Curry jerseys, he's good. But by the way, okay, now there, now this is a good game, good game, and 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 it's hard to like find a fault to this game. But I just I've just got to ask you this, Dan. I, have you seen enough of the of the Philadelphia Warriors jersey for this season? Oh, are you done with that? I, I I like them, but I feel like that it's overdone a little bit. Yeah. Like come come with the ones that say come, my, my favorite are the Bay, Haters. the ones that say the Bay on them. That, those are my favorites, right? Yeah. Um, I also like the throwbacks, the, the San Francisco throwbacks. I know people in Oakland hate that one though, because they're like they were only San Francisco for a couple of years. I feel like I and and not that I don't like the jersey. I feel like they just overdone it. You know, like like a song that just gets played on the radio too much. Yeah, I, I feel like they've overdone. I the guess Warriors I don't pay jerseys. enough attention to. It. Sorry, man. I, I wish I could. I wish I can get on board with you. I, I just don't pay enough attention to that stuff. I don't know. I, I guess you know. You're probably not alone, but I yeah. hear you because you see I, it a lot. I don't dislike them. I just feel like they wear them way more than they should. Man, mix, mix it in every now and a little, every now and again, a little bit. Don't uh, don't get you know. It, it's not. It's almost as if they're primary for the past couple of weeks. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Warriors come up winners tonight over the Boston Celtics. They led by twenty. It looked as though it was going to be one of those laughers, but here come in that third quarter, a quarter that typically belongs to the Warriors. The Boston Celtics made a serious push, and then got to, I think got as close to uh, within two. Yeah, they were within two, and then it was the Warriors that just did enough. They just did enough at the end, and they did it with defense. And that one defensive possession, again, up five with about 20 seconds to go. Celtics needing a bucket, needing a three potentially, and don't even get a shot opportunity. That's because they just got locked up by little Gary, Damian Lee, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. Actually, it was not Damian Lee, but... Kevon Looney. Kevon and, Looney. We need we need a name for that defensive lineup, man. Like I don't know. Like you remember the purple peaked people eaters, the the the, the, the defensive <laughs> line. Like they need a name. They need a name for that lineup, man, because that is a deadly lineup. And with Kevon Looney at only only quote unquote six nine, he holds his own against big dudes. I mean, maybe not Aiden, <laughs> and, and maybe not uh, you know the the elite dudes, but but most big dudes, man, he holds his own against. And when you put those five dudes on the court, good luck getting a bucket. They they need a name. They need a name. And the the Steph, squad, you know, I don't know. One thing about the Warriors, and we're talking about Steph and his offense, his defense, he comes off the floor in a crucial part of the game, right? Because well, but, but he, he fouled out. How do you know? How do you fall? If, yeah, he fouled out. At that point? Yeah, he fouled out at that point. Yeah, okay. he, he fouled out like right before that. Uh, and, on that play with Marcus Smart? Yeah, yeah. yeah he you think that was out. a bad call? I think, it was a, I think it was a good play on the part of Marcus Smart. I, I don't know, man. I... See, I don't. By the way, it, it could have went either way. It could have went either way, right? I watched it. I looked at him like, okay, well, he did, but also he ran into him. I don't know. I, uh, the only thing is, is that in a situation like that, to give a be- the best player on a team, the best player in the NBA, that foul. That's the only thing that I'll say because it could have been any any way. But you give a dude like Steph Curry the benefit of the doubt over a dude like Marcus, but you just do. That's the way the world works, okay? Steph Curry, he gets calls, he gets bitten for the doubt. Marcus Smart does not. Well, he did in this instance. He absolutely <laughs> did. And Draymond Green, let's just talk about Draymond. Draymond, of course, leads the way defensively. Green, let's look at his numbers tonight. I think Draymond was... Uh... I mean, he put up... Uh, he only put up six points. He had eight assists. There you go. He, he had a one... He had one... Uh... The five rebounds, eight assists, and the six points. And, and, and 31 like, minutes. And, and but it's, but this not, things and 90 don't... seconds on the floor. 
Yeah, and the things that you don't see statistically, of course, is what he does as far as his leadership and the defense and quarterbacking the defense and calling out the plays. And Well, they don't have plays defensively, but just simply calling out the screens and, and just constantly barking, you're alone, you're alone, I got you, whatever. Whatever Draymond does defensively, he's just so vital to that team. But when I watch this guy, I don't know, man. It just gets to a point, like, and maybe this is just who he is and this is why he's so good. But does he have to chirp after every single call? Not some calls. Every single call that does not go Draymond Green's way. He's got something to say to the referee. And maybe if you were to take that away from him, you wouldn't have Draymond Green. Because that's his competitive nature. But I can just tell you, after a while, even as somebody that covers this guy, it's like, dude, I just, I love you. And I enjoy covering this team. But after a while, it's just I can see why somebody would hate Draymond Green and or the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I, again, though, Draymond Green, Richard Sherman, you name your jerk. Mm-hmm. If he's on your team, he's your jerk and you love him. If he plays for another team, I can't stand that well, guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. He plays for the Warriors. I cover him and I'm still annoyed by him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Although, I'll be honest, when he, when he gets out of hand, obviously, when he gets technicals, when he gets thrown out of games, yeah, it's annoying. But for the most part, it's just kind of entertaining, man. Here's my thing, though. Uh, I, a hundred years of, of NBA basketball, or seventy-five. I'm sorry, seventy-five years of NBA basketball. Has a player ever went up to a referee and said, "Hey, man, I didn't do anything." The referee's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back." That's never happened. So it's just kind of funny that you know it, it, it's futile, right? Resistance is futile. Why are you even sitting there arguing? Well, man? that's just what I mean. I think it's business. an extension of his personality. That's who he is as a competitor. He knows he's not going to get the call, but he's just got to voice his opinion. Yeah, but I don't care what the sport is. Anytime any dude, like if you're called, a a football player is called for a pass interference or a false start, or if a pitcher is called for a balk, okay, everybody does a thing. Hands, palms up, shoulders shrugging, like, what did I do? What did I do? What are you talking about? No one has ever, no one's ever uh, committed a foul if you ask the people that were called, the falls, falls were counted on. If you, God, if you ask the people the fouls were called on, no professional athlete has ever committed a foul, a penalty, or anything out of, side, out of pocket. And that's how they all react, man. Draymond Green, he's just animated with it. He's an intense dude. But everybody does it. Everybody does no, it. It's not to, not that to his level. Not Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Look, man, the C- Canadians are just extremely <laughs> polite people. Okay, I would not. I would not. I don't. I don't think Steve Nash did either, man. That's very un-Canadian to, to, to complain and whatever. But you know, whatever. Everybody else, Luca does it. Uh, uh, Luca does it. LeBron does it. All, all the greats, and, and also the cruddy players do it too. You watch not basketball, to the extent man. of Draymond. I'm sorry, as much. As much, and I'll tell, I'll give you LeBron as a close number two, but Draymond is still king of the hill. Every single play. I'm not talking about some every single call against him. And then offensively, <laughs> offensively when he scores and one and one, or even when he misses, I got hacked. Every time he's involved with the, either trying to score or commits a foul, it's never his fault. Maybe, but that's who he is. And maybe that's, that's gangsmanship, though, too, right? Maybe you say it, and you might get it. Now, you're not, you're not going to get it reversed. But sometimes you can call it, and then you can get it. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a foul. Andrew Wiggins, we were talking about the before-mentioned Canadian, as you underline. 27 points tonight. And, and this is a guy that, you know, people at the tag on him, lethargy, doesn't bring the energy. Throw that away. Even at the beginning of the season, they said, oh, no, Andrew Wiggins is starting off being that guy again. Sometimes he's here, sometimes he's not. I attribute that slow start to injuries. I don't think he was at 100%. This guy turned the corner, not since the Minnesota game. I go back to last year since he joined. Well, essentially, two years ago, he joined the Warriors. But last year, when he got incorporated with Steph and Draymond and really learned how they do things the Warrior way, he's a different player. And, and this guy, you can see Andrew Wiggins on an NBA championship team if the Warriors go that far. He's the perfect, perfect role player. Not your number one. Maybe Jordan Poole or Clay are your number two. But that solid number three. Great defender. Can give you big points from time to time. Huge energy. Slasher. Three-point shooter. And then that length defensively. Another huge game on the part of Andrew Wiggins tonight with the 27 points and the six rebounds. And he has a well-rounded game. Like, think, of, think about this. What, what, what does Andrew Wiggins not do well? 
Like, where, where does he say? Like, he has no weaknesses. He is a well-rounded player, offensively, defensively. He can he can defend different positions. He can score different ways. Andrew Wiggins, I'll be honest with you, man. I, he's not getting the points. He's not like a – his numbers don't say it. But if you ask me, if he was on a different team, he would be in a, a team where he, he had to carry the load for his support. He's playing at an all-star level. It's time for the Steph Curry three-point update brought to you by Masterclass. Steph has made 153s this season. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at masterclass.com slash the game. We're going to continue here with Warriors wrap-up at Shamari Block and Danabone. Warriors win it. We'll take a look at Toronto. Also revisit tonight's game. And then... Yes, Niner Talk is on the way here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chioza gets the ball on the break. Chioza all the way in to the secondary break to Iguodala for the slam. Andre Iguodala. A 7-0 burst by the Warriors, and they lead by five. The elites, good head fake. Draws the crowd. Kicked in right corner, Lee. Lee over the shoulder, toss to Andre with two. Has to launch. Buried it! Right in front of the Boston bench with freedom all over him. The three-pointer makes it 95-91. Shot that effortlessly because he didn't have time to think about it. He could dial it now, the third Warrior player at double figures. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. And a reminder, tonight's Warriors Wrap-Up is brought to you by Hilton of Santa Clara. In those highlights by that of one Tim Roy... Put together, of course, by the one and only Mr. Sterling. Shamari, are you listening? I am. Yeah, I am. I'm about to name. Well, first of all, acknowledge Sterling, all right? Don't, don't leave me hanging here. Ster, 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 that's my man. Are you right. serious? Sterling. I want to mention another name. Chris Chioza. Why? why? He was, he, no, he, he played. Wait, so fun, fun. Funny, funny thing, and this just goes to show you that that stats mean stuff until they don't, right? We're gonna see uh, Chorizo. <laughs> uh, Chiosa would had the highest plus minus today at plus seventeen, and that's why he plays. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think he played the best. He, he wasn't the best warrior on the court tonight, right? Obviously. See now that's but, but, Shamari, but, but Shamari. no, but sometimes plus minus Shamari. does mean something. What's up? <laughs> no, keep going. Sometimes, I want to tell you why he plays. Why, why does he play? Well, because when he came in was in that fourth quarter, right? And remember, he got run in that Phoenix game when they were getting blown out. Yeah, and everybody was like, why yeah. is that dude playing eight consecutive minutes? When the Warriors turn the ball over, which they are prone to do, right? They've always been a team that's high on turnovers. That's just who they are. If you're going to push and play wide open basketball, you're going to turn it over. Chris Chioza comes into games. There was, I believe, eight turnovers in that third quarter. He comes in, Steve Kerr says, stop this. And that's what he does. He's sure-handed. He gives you the old two-handed chess pass. Chris Chioza <laughs> calms things down. And guys like that, while he may not be exciting to you, he's not little Gary. He can't get up and dunk and throw it over his dome. But what he does is not turn it over and makes the sure pass. 
Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just <laughs> trying to get excited about that, Dan. It's not that exciting. He, he look Chris Yelza, he he plays winning basketball. He's on a winning team. That's legit. I I, I just uh, I don't think you're gonna see any any Chielsea jerseys in the in the near or distant or ever, except for Mama and Papa Chielsea <laughs> and, and and Lady Chielsea. But uh, you know, it's it, Chris Chielsea. It's fun. It's, it's he's just a fun guy to kind of you know, you, you both fun about. He's Chris Chielsea. But no, he, he's plus seventeen tonight, man. Well, that's and, all that matters. Like you know, that's you're looking at it as a fan. He can't dunk, doesn't shoot threes, but as a, as a coach. And somebody that's looking to win games, he's guys like that are vital, man. Dudes so, like so that what, are so important. So, so what you're saying is, is that that when people turn the ball over too much, Steve Kerr puts Chris Gilles in there to shame everyone into playing right. No, he just wants no, I, I, stop I'm turning the ball silly. over. Yeah, I'm just being <laughs> silly. Wait, by the way, remember I said we needed a name for uh, we needed a name for uh, for for the the Warriors uh, d- defensive it? lineup. What do so, you got? So, uh, Brian put the put the rundown together. The Smother Squad is what he calls it. Also have the Bucket Killers in the Golden Wall here on the text line. Nah, bucket Killers. Nah. The Smother Squad I do like. The Golden Wall I like, but it it, it, it needs a little. Golden Wall sounds a little well, no, sexual. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, <laughs> so it needs to be refined in some kind of way. But I kind of dig that though. What man. do you got, but, Brian? Was Brian gonna? All right, yeah, no, no, he was the one that come up, came up with the Smother Squad here in the rundown. I just noticed it just then. Smother like, Squad. Yeah. Let me let me let that just settle in for a moment. Smother. The, the Smother Squad. Nah. You need something a little clever. Brian, are you there? Yeah, it was going off the Suicide Squad, not anything ah, like okay. the Suicide Squad, the movie, which was, okay. by the way, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But wait, which, wait, wait, one or two, because two was actually pretty legit. Leave it to you that you've seen both. Of course, man. I've seen everything. <laughs> one was hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> man, that was fire. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Damian Lee for a second. Because I'm not sure with Damian Lee, the kid out of Louisville. All in the family was Steph Curry, the brother-in-law, just had a kid. Congratulations. Damian Lee is one of those guys like sort of Chioza, I think, a year ago. If you're wondering why he sticks on this team, he does the little things that don't necessarily show up. He's a defense guy. He pulls rebounds. He's smart. He knows how to play within that system, which is very important to Steve Kerr. He's also an 85% free three-point. Yeah, and free that's po- an area. Free throw shooter, and yeah. probably the one area that if you were to look at the Warriors who have been so good this year, if you were to pick at one area that could be you know, problematic or an Achilles heel, it's free throw shooting for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. One of the best shooting teams ever with Steph Curry and Jordan Poole. They have not shot it. I think they're like 21st overall in the NBA this year, which is amazing. And, and that's with having Steph Curry shooting 90% and Jordan Poole shooting 91. Like, if you think about that and that 70% or whatever they're at, if you take those two dudes off of the squad, they're like a 50% team. But my thing with Damian Lee, well, Draymond oh. Green. Ooh. You got well, well before you give me, okay. right, go ahead. Give me your name. The Smother Brothers. We just did that. No, we said the Smother Squad. The five one O's chiming in. The Smothers Brothers. For the for the defensive lineup. I'm trying to think. Smothers Brothers. It, it, there's a it, it's a playback Ooh. to the actual Smothers Brothers. All right, all right. They smother smothering defense. I like that. Five five one Smothers Brothers. Sold, yes. Boom. The Smothers Brothers. I like it, actually. Right? I like it. I like little Gary better, but I'll, I'll go with Smothers <laughs> you got Brothers. The, you got the death lineup, whatever the new death lineup when Clay comes back. I imagine that's going to involve uh, Andrew Wiggins, the, the new the new and improved death lineup. And then then when things get real in the fourth quarter and you need to stop, the Smothers Brothers coming in to hold it down. So the Smothers Brothers, is this just, you know, when they're playing well, Defensively, or is it specifically that squad that Steve Kerr put in tonight to lock it up? So the Smothers Brothers, as I know it right now, consist of Smother Brother number one, Little Gary, Smother Brother number two, Kevon Looney, Smother Brother number three, Andrew Wiggins, Smother Brother number four, Draymond, Smother Brother number five, Andre Iguodala. Is that the Smother Brothers? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Right. That's the that's the one though. Get man. a t-shirt, mate. T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a phone call. Let's hear it. All right. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Off to the city. First name Phil Mo. Last name Mike. What's going on, my man Phil Mo? Hey, damn man. What's up, bro? How are you? How Talk you doing, to brother? Me. Oh, what's up, what's up, what's up, uh, Shamari Block? The block is hot. <laughs> hey, Dan, 
What's up? I agree with you with Yoza. I do. He's a steady hand. He he. Sometimes he be on the court looking like like Curry. I be like, nah, I ain't Curry. He's too short. But anyway, <laughs> Dan, you have to start stop calling Gary Tate little Gary. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And the and the main reason I'm saying is because he's already let everybody know what to call him, Young Glove. So either we're gonna call him Gary, Gary Payton the second, or we're gonna call him Young Glove. We don't call him the Mitten. We don't call him <laughs> Lil Gary. He said he wanted to be called Young Glove. You gotta respect this. Witness, All right, man. I'm with you. We'll go Young Glove. I'll put I'll put R.I.P. We'll put it to rest. Well, I'm also Gary. I'm also gonna you know talk to uh, talk to somebody at Warriors Market and say we need a better name. Ask because, Phil like, Mike what about. So <laughs> Phil Mo, hang on. Are you still there, Phil Mo, Mike? I'm still here. I'm All right, here. we we want to test the waters with you. Go ahead, Shamari. We got a new name. This came in on the text line from one of the callers for that defensive lineup that consists of Kevon Looney. You got Looney. Gary you got Payton. Iguodala. I wanted to say little Gary. <laughs> Gary Payton is the young glove. And it was Wiggins, Ig- Wiggins Iguodala. And, 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 of course, Draymond Green, the captain of the defense. All right, Shamar, what is that new name? Okay, so the- Phil Mike is going to have the final decision as to whether it sticks or not here on 95-7 the game. Go okay, ahead, so, Shamari, and so Phil Mo, you'll make the decision. The 5-1-0 texted us said that defensive lineup, that special defensive lineup, should be called the Smother Brothers. You, 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 know, you know what that reminds me of? And this is hella random. Is it, wait, in living color? It reminds me... No, it re- it kind of does. It reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of the Wayne's Brothers uh, theme song. That's in Living Color. Yeah, and we're singing and we're no, we're yeah. happy and we're singing and we're oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Other brothers. <laughs> no, in Living Color used to do that the the Brothers Brothers thing. It was uh, <laughs> look it up on YouTube, folks. I'm not going to explain it to you. It was kind of funny, but it's also like, oh boy. <laughs> this is so, Phil, before we let you go, thumbs up on Smother Brothers. Or he's gone. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say I think he likes it. All right. Yeah, just because uh, I want him to like it, man. <laughs> All right, Smother Brothers, it is. The Smother Brothers. That's what. And I'll be honest with you, Dad. I think we're going to see this lineup in critical situations right, because of the you? defensive dominance that that they have. And I don't. I can't think of too many other teams that could throw five legitimate lockdown defenders on the court at once. And the Warriors have it. And that, that's just how raw they are this season. What do you got, Ty? What happens when you bring Clay back, though? Who replaces? Who well, he can be a, he can be an alternate, or he can be a smother. But he's a defender, right? Well, hey. we'll see where he's at defensively. But hey, I would love it. I think it would be, it would even add to the cachet that is the Smother Brothers if you had to take Steph and Clay out of the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can you imagine those two on the bench? Well, we have to. It's time for the Smother Brothers. Yeah. And, and we're on while, while they're not going to, you know, they're not going to light it up between Iguodawa, between uh, Draymond Green and his passing, between Young Glove and his ups and between Kevon Looney and his, you know, Kevon Looney. And then, of course, Wiggins can score any way you want. Right. So they're not going to be that deficient in scoring. They're also just going to be a lockdown defense. Here's my thing on Damian Lee. And this is where I wanted to go with that. While he does all these little things well. I'm still unsure whether he's a good three-point shooter that's sort of in a rut or he's never proven that he's a good three-point shooter. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a, enough body of work to sort of give him a pass that he's just, he's just off right now, like a lot of Warriors. I don't, I, I don't think I've seen him on long enough to, to, to qualify him or give him the stamp of approval that that is a good three-point shooter that's just struggling. I don't know if he can shoot it or not. I mean, he can't shoot it like Steph Curry. No, no, no. Like I'm Thompson. just saying, is he, would you consider he a, Damian a Lee a NBA. good three-point shooter? Yeah, he's a legitimate okay. good NBA uh, three-point shooter. Absolutely, he is. I mean, and that's kind of – I'm not going to say that's all he is because he moves off the ball. He's a smart player. He's he a headed player. He a lot of threes, He does these man. things. He misses a lot of threes. But that's only when you watch – you've watched Steph Curry play for the last decade. When you watch Steph Curry shoot three-pointers – Everybody else looks pedestrian, oh, and wait. I think that's what you're suffering from. We just from. abbreviated because it's a work in progress. Smother Brothers is now Smo Bros. Mm. <laughs> no comment on that. Yeah, I don't know about Smo Bros. Yeah, that, that is Smo uh, Bros. 
Smoble, I'm trying to give it, I'm, I'm trying to let it resonate. Do you guys want to know Damian Lee's career three-point yes, average? Yes, I would, please. Thank you. First of all, do you, do you want to guess really quick? Like, I'm guessing it's somewhere about 39, 38%. That would be a no-go on that, 35.8. Yeah, he's that is the. That is legit. So, yeah. so you know the math that goes that thirty three percent from, from three is is fifty percent from the field. Okay, the seven oh seven is chiming in. Seven oh seven is uh as my boy Whitey Gleason says, the seat of all knowledge and wisdom. Seven oh seven. Okay, so how is your Houdini, Dan Houdini? What about it? The rap, the group, yeah, Houdini. Okay, it? so so the seven oh seven is saying, uh, young glove, young glove. You're lucky just to have the young glove. Go ahead. Yeah. Give me some what more. Give me what some you more. You know, you know, you know, one love. Yeah. Freestyle with the Warriors tonight, please. Shamari Block okay. on a freestyle Warriors tonight. At the at the end of the segment. At the All end right. of the segment. All right. All right. So that if you screw up, we go to a <laughs> we go to a break and hope everybody <laughs> forgets what out. you just did. After okay. So wait. So so people. So Damian Lee is a good three point shooter. Is that what you're saying? He's an NBA. He's a good. He's a standard NBA no, three point shooter. You. <laughs> You just went from, yes, Danny's a good three-point shooter. Now he's standard. Well, All within again, two minutes. So, again, so so th- any, anything above 35%, you are legit. Anything above, and he's at that legit line. He is. Yeah. He is. And, and I'm telling good, not legit. Good. Is good the same as legit in your vocab, your lexicon? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, legitimate. Right. Right. Legitimate is good. And, and then, you know, I, I would, I, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, legit. Oh, Sterling was one step ahead of you on that, man. <laughs> Legit, man. Okay, All so right. we do have some competition. So Smother Brothers, leader in the clubhouse right now. Smo Bros, I don't know. Uh, uh, 650, The Clamps. The Clamps. The no, Clamps. Like that you sounds put a little the too medical. Down. It's a little too... <laughs> Clamps, stat, clamps. It's it sounds it's like, like a, it sounds like a heavy metal surgery. band to me from from the, the the punk rock era or something. The clamps, like the Kinks, <laughs> the Kinks, the clamps. Yeah, it sounds something like that. I, something I out like of it, Seattle from the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it though. But but it, it's something. It, it needs a little fine tuning though. But the clamps, that is a good call. Keep it going ball. though. Keep it going, text line. We want a name for that new defensive lineup. But I'm, but I'm be honest. I think I think you would be hard pressed. To beat the Smother Brothers, though, I just really, I don't know. Smo Bros, no? Yeah, no. I'm, All right. I, you know, the, it, 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 for, I think part of it for me is is the, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a gener- I'm the tail end of Generation X. So, like, I'm not exactly Millennial. I'm not exactly Gen X either, right? I'm, like, at the tail end of Gen X. But but the abbreviation of everything, like like that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely game up generation. I'm like, why do we have to shorten everything? <laughs> What's wrong with saying multiple syllables, people? <laughs> What's wrong with with the four syllable word? The smothership. Oh, oh hello. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Sterling, Brian, what do you guys got? What, what do you think? The text line just went. The smothership. We'll start things with Brian. Brian, what do you think of the smothership replacing smother brothers? I actually like the smothership. <laughs> One vote, smothership. Sterling, what say you? I'll say Smell Bros for me. Wow. <laughs> so Smell that Bros. That, that, that is a millennial thing. Well, no, he's joking. 16 years old, so he qualifies. I'm 12. When, you, when, you get, when, you, when, you, when you're old enough to drink, you'll feel differently, Sterling. I actually think he's 15. Yeah. Well, by the way. Well, no, smothership, definitely smothership for me. With a local television personality that Brian thought was very young. Which apparently was way off. <laughs> I'm a man. We got the, I was we got the false D information unit. on that. False I'll be honest with you. The, 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 the D unit came through. Oh, the lockdowns just hit on the text line. Okay, so the D unit and the lockdowns, I like both of those. 510 D unit, 925 with the lockdowns. And, like, before the smothership, that, those probably would have been leaders. I think I'm still leaning towards smothership, though. Oh, Smothership has now replaced Smother Brothers. For me, yeah. Wait, wait. Because, I, I mean, we had Brian in. Well, Sterling said Smo Bros. We had Brian with the with the Smothership, me with the Smothership. Uh, we really don't even need your vote on this one, Dan. But just you can make it. <laughs> I actually just like the Smother Squad. As the Smother Squad. One, but Smothership, eh. It's <laughs> definitely a no for me, dog. I think I'm going to stay with Smother Brothers. Hey, let's just get back to tonight's game because we've got to throw some more love at Andre Iguodala. <clears throat> we do. We, uh, I mean, we, the guy a lot of dudes we need to throw love at, but Iggy especially. He is so vital. And by the way, Iguodala. he is becoming one of my favorite interviews. 
I'm not sure if that dude is like a captain of industry as, as much as a basketball player. I'm not sure if he's a CEO or a guard in the NBA. Everything has like a business analogy with him. And we all know how involved he is with Silicon Valley. The guy invests. He's got his own portfolio. He's made probably, you know, 3x his salary via investments and what he's doing as far as you know, getting into you know sort of what a lot of people in these these parts do with the fertile area when it comes to you know managing your dollar and making money via startups or investing in some of these these young startup companies. But he is a guy that that I just enjoy listening to because he is so smart and what he must mean to that locker room, especially with the kids that are willing to listen to the grizzled old veteran. But you just got to make sure he's up. Here's what I would say about Andre Iguodala is that maybe they err on the side of caution. Maybe he was ready to come back two weeks ago. Let him rest as much as he wants. You need him healthy because you need guys like that when the games get more magnified towards the end of the season. And the same holds true with Clay. I know you wanted Clay back. Uh, when did you you wanted Clay back? What on Monday? I wanted, I wanted Clay back four weeks ago. Okay. If and Clay then... <laughs> came back in February and this team is still dominant, I'm good with that. Yeah, but I, I want to see that. It's not a matter of the team. I just miss watching that dude play basketball. That's the thing. It's like yeah, I'm not. The team is fine. They have the best record in the NBA. I don't, I don't think the team needs him to come back sooner. I just want to watch. Clay magic happened, okay? It's it, 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 it's it's selfish. I know, I know. But oh, what do you man. think of the vice grips on the text line? Has come vice grips with a new name for the best defensive lineup in the NBA? Employed the vice tonight. grips, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's kind of like the clamps. It's kind of like the clamps, yeah. right? Um, but I, I like it. I like. Okay, so again, again, what is a vice grip? Is that the thing that strengthens your hand? Goodness gracious! Oh, dead. vice grip. That's yeah, the I was thing like, that, you, you, sorry. you. Wait, okay. I know are you vice grip. Are you? Do you? Have you ever? I mean, okay. Yes. I don't imagine you worked on your car. Now. No, I got it. I, you, I haven't okay, changed a tire. Actually, you know what? I've never changed a tire. You've never even changed a tire. No, I know how to though. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking transmissions out, man. Okay. Really? You're that guy? Yeah. I I'm am. not, man. I pay for people <laughs> like you. I pay to hire dudes like you because I'll screw it up. I, I, I've never gotten oil on any piece of my clothing. Look, I'll be, I, I mean, obviously, I, I I like doing it a little bit, but it, it, it's something fun. And, and so you can take apart an engine. I can take an engine out. I don't. I mean, so it depends on how you define taking an engine apart, right? Because if you take an engine out, on top of the engine, you you have either a carburetor or you have your fuel injection system, right? Yeah. So I guess I could take that off. I could take the I could take the heads off. So I, it, it depends, but so yeah, I guess I could technically take an engine apart, but it's not as impressive as it sounds. So it's not. Okay, here is something from this. The text line is an OT right now. Trying to come up with his name for this this defensive lineup tonight. Uh, by that of the Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr that locked up the Boston Celtics. Cinco de Silencio. <laughs> I like it. I like little... the Cinco part. Uh, the, the, the Silencio, that's the part. We need something you know else that rhymes but is uh, not Silencio, though. Like so, something something. How about Cállate. smothering. <laughs> Cállate la boca, which I, mean, I think it means shut up in Spanish. It means, it, it means, yeah, it means close your mouth, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Maybe they come in, it's Kayate, time for Kayate. <laughs> the Golden yeah. Defenders on the text line, what do you think of the Golden Defender? That sounds like a Marvel hero or a DC <laughs> hero. I like it. Uh, we need something plural, though. We need we need plurality here. The Golden Defender is, is singular. Uh, and, and the Smothership is... Just- I ain't gonna lie, this mothership has me right now. Uh, and again, wait, but here's the thing: keep it coming, uh, Dub Nation. Keep it coming because five minutes ago, I thought nothing would would surpass the Smother Brothers, and then boom, Smothership. So the Golden State Warriors now take on Toronto. Do you say they sit Steph? Yes or no? I say, I say, yeah, I say, yeah, you know, remember the chasing wins thing, right? You don't need to go chasing wins. This is two back-to-backs in a week. Let Steph, Steph sit. Let Draymond sit, too. That dude was on the court for, like, yeah. two minutes. I don't know what happened. I, he was. He turned he get, out, it seemed like he was fine you later. You know what you got to let Steph sit? He's on a pace to play, like, 78, close to 80 games this year. He hasn't done that since, I think, Katie's Since first he was year. a young man. Yeah, yeah. you got to like – and some of these things happen inadvertently. Remember he had the bad hip last year, and he sat out like two weeks. You know, he needs to like tweak his ankle. You don't want that to happen, but yeah. what happens is he gets rest. What the best I'm, thing that happened to him was that broken wrist. Remember that? And he sat yeah, out the entire year. Bad. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but he comes back and he's rejuvenated as opposed to Clay Thompson. I'm still a firm believer. One of the reasons why he blew a tire against Toronto and tore his ACL and then ripped the Achilles is that that guy had played and logged so many minutes and played so much basketball. They all had. If you think about that five-year run, five consecutive NBA Finals, but Steph Curry's played that's taxing on the body. He's played 112 postseason games. Think yeah, of, that crazy. is a season. That is a season. That's a season and a quarter's worth of, in, in just playoff games alone. So yeah, no, they need to. They need to. Uh, they need to. They definitely need to let him rest, and, and not just you know tomorrow. Like they, they need to figure out a way. I told you they they said load management. That's not a legit reason yeah. to be out. They need to they need to come up with some uh, <laughs> they need to come up with some some ailments like oh he's he's nursing a a, a sore quadricep you know something like that and get him out for a few. What games do you think of the golden? We're gonna, glo- sorry, what do you think of the golden gloves? Uh, see, as as a boxing aficionado, yeah, I'm like that. okay, ah, I do like. I well, do maybe like a lot of a, the maybe the. the Sterlings of the world and that Gen Y you refer to aren't familiar with the Golden Gloves. Well, I don't know. Let, let, let's ask them. I got no idea what you're talking about. See? Wait, seriously? Wait, are you serious? Are you just like, are you, you, you the go- Golden Gloves? It used to be the amateur boxing tournament yeah. that they would have in big cities all over the country. And that's where a lot of young boxers who became big names got their start. It was always Golden Gloves. To, to be fair, I grew up when boxing was kind of on the downward spiral. There was Floyd and really nobody else. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, all right. We'll give him a pass. You know <laughs> Golden Gloves, right, Shamari? Man, I wanted to box Golden Gloves. but uh, I dare you to go home and tell your grandfather you don't know what Golden Gloves are. <laughs> he, he, you find out with the right cross to your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Two pieces and a biscuit, right? Yeah. But before we go to the break, speaking of Clay Thompson, go ahead. What do you got, Brian? We got some breaking news. Out for the Warriors against Raptors tomorrow. Steph Curry, rest. Andrew Wiggins, left knee soreness. Andre Godala, right knee management. Draymond Green, right hip tightness. Otto Porter Jr., left foot management. Jordan Poole, health and safety protocol. Shamari Block will be starting at center. (laughs) Who does that leave? And why is it Looney getting the day off? So you got Bielitsa, Looney, Gary Payton the second, and then it's going to be Moody and Kaminga. Bring it on. I want to see this game. I, that's my kind of basketball. Okay, so Kaminga's wait, wait. going for forty. Wait, okay, so uh, when we come back, when, when we come back, me and Dan are gonna we're gonna pick this tomorrow starting lineup because I have no idea. Like that's just gonna be fun in and of itself, right? It's like what, what the, who starts tomorrow? All right, when we go to a break, here it is once again tomorrow night. If you did not hear breaking news. In Toronto to wrap up the five game road trip as they look to take four oh five. No Steph Curry. No Wiggins. No Iguodala. There will be no Porter. There will be no Poole. And who am I leaving out? No. Who am I leaving out? Draymond Green. Draymond Green is out as well. We will take Anthony Slater. And we will take a look at the players that will be available and will assemble a starting five, which could consist of Brian as well as Shamari Block and Sterling at the power forward here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 